morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning. Happy Monday. Hope everybody had a nice weekend and you're having a good start to your week so far. Welcome to Monday's edition of 7.31 a.m. The date is December 6th. We're going to talk a little bit about some news from the weekend, dive into the week ahead. If you celebrate, hope you had a nice final night of Hanukkah last night. I finally got to make some latkes with friends, which was lovely. To start, I want to wish a happy birthday to Giannis and Ted Kumpo. I won't lie, I know it's kind of like saying the Beatles are your favorite band, but Giannis is my favorite player in the NBA right now. He is just on the court, of course, such a force, but off the court, just it's very hard to find a more lovable guy than Giannis. Just his lovable smile, everything that he does with the press. Uh, there's a great video of him recently talking about how when he first got his big NBA check, he spent it on Oreos because he couldn't afford Oreos growing up. And those have become his primary vice. And he just found out this year about dunking Oreos in milk and he can't believe it and he loves it. It's just you can't hate Giannis. He is such a lovable guy. Um, I want to wish him a happy 27th birthday today. Uh, he will be facing the Cavs tonight. It's actually still questionable if he'll suit up due to an injury, but we'll go into that a little bit in a moment. Sports. So to start today, I want to talk about some surprises from the NBA this weekend. There were a couple of big games on Saturday night that did not go the way that people anticipated. And this is kind of just a nice opportunity to also update people on the status of the NBA right now. Um, the Warriors lost to the Spurs on Saturday night. The Bulls beat the Nets and also the Bucks romped the Heat without Giannis. So first off, the under 500 San Antonio Spurs gave the Warriors what was only their fourth loss of the season on Saturday night in a 112-107 upset over uh, the best team in the league. The game boosted the Spurs from 7-13 and to 8-13, and and now the Warriors after the game are 19-4, and despite Steph scoring 27 points. A lot of the players on the Spurs really stepped up. So now the Warriors and Suns are tied for best in the West, both with a record of 19-4. and Additionally, the Chicago Bulls, which are arguably my favorite team to watch in the NBA right now, they are just so exciting. Um, they beat the Brooklyn Nets in a nail-biter that ended 111-107. DeMar DeRozan had 29 and Zach Levine had 31, which means that they both outscored the Nets top scorer, Kevin Durant, who only had 28. But DeMar DeRozan and Zach Levine are one of the most lethal duos in the NBA right now. Those two teams now sit atop the Eastern rankings. The Nets are in the lead 16 and 7. The Bulls are 16 and 8 and then trailed closely by the Milwaukee Bucks at 15 and 9, which brings me to... For the haters who say that the Bucks are only good because they're carried by the Greek freak, Saturday night demonstrated that they are a team all on their own um, when they romped the Heat Saturday night without Giannis, which I feel like this is quickly becoming one of my favorite rivalries in the NBA. The sort of uh, Bucks-Heat rivalry has been really fun to watch. The game also began with a nice little ceremony for P.J. Tucker, during which he received his ring for his finals championship last year with the Bucks. It was also really nice to see sort of his um, his reception at the arena in Milwaukee. They still love him there, even though he now plays for the Heat. And I know that he's become a fan favorite on the Heat. And P.J. Tucker is one of my favorite players. And so I love to see that he is still beloved by both fandoms. Other standouts from that game, DeMarcus Cousins is beginning to really fit in with the team. He had 11 points on not a lot of minutes, um, which is nice to see how he's fitting in with that squad. Bobby Portis, who definitely stepped up in the finals last year, also really stepped up in Giannis's uh, in Giannis's stead last on Saturday night. So it, it was an excited game to see that the Bucks are really a great team with or without Giannis. Um, and Giannis was out with a calf injury at the time of recording right now. It's still unclear if he's going to suit up for the Cavs game tonight, but we will see. I'd keep your eye on ESPN to find out. 
Entertainment. In the world of entertainment, Nick Offerman has joined The Last of Us show. So if you haven't kept up, they are adapting The Last of Us, a very popular video game, into a TV series. And then one of the show's actors, Murray Bartlett, announced a new addition to the show. Nick Offerman has joined the cast. Nick Offerman from Parks and Rec, among many other titles. Speaking in an interview with The Guardian, Bartlett said, It's an epic show, but beautifully human and intimate. We filmed it in Calgary. A lot of my scenes are with Nick Offerman. Playing off of him was awesome. Offerman's role was not revealed, but Bartlett is portraying Frank, a character who had no speaking lines in the game and was only referenced. So Offerman's role is likely to be a new one for the show that was not included in the video game. The Last of Us also stars Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey as Joel and Ellie, who are the two primary characters from the video game. And they are two survivors attempting to make their way across a post-apocalyptic United States. There's still no release date for the show. Uh, but a late 2022, early 2023 release is most likely. And then other entertainment news, Saturday night, we got our first look at the sequel to Into the Spider-Verse. I'm super excited about this. Um, I'm always a little bit hesitant around sequels to really incredible movies because I get worried, are they going to be able to do it again? But based on the trailer, um, this looks like it's going to live up to the hype. And I just love the animation style and I'm really excited about them doing it again. The official Twitter account for the original Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse movie tweeted a teaser trailer for the project along with the title, which is going to be spider man across the spider-verse part one so maybe he'll be actually exploring some other universes and the release date which is expected to be october 2022 the trailer features the now iconic song from post malone and sway lee that opened the first movie sunflower which has become one of the highest charting songs of all time i believe and then uh shows miles morales reuniting with gwen stacy before diving back into a journey that seems to take him through multiple universes and a bunch of different animation styles as they utilized in the first movie NFT. Hopping into the NFT world, I wrote a piece last week that I'm really proud of about the burgeoning world of NFT photography. A lot of people in Web3 and the NFT world believe that NFT photography will be sort of the next big wave. Um, and Justin Aversano, who is the man behind the highest selling NFT photography project of all time, Twin Flames, has really played a huge role in the emergence of the genre. Um, and I'm very lucky to call him one of my friends and somebody who I've spoken to multiple times about his work. And he is always so kind and humble. And in early November, he launched a platform dedicated to expanding the presence of photography in the NFT world. It's called Quantum Art. And so Quantum Art is intended to be similar to Art Blocks, which if you're not familiar, Art Blocks picked up a lot of steam in March of this year as sort of the go-to place for generative art in NFTs. So art that is created by some sort of algorithm that then uh, generates uh, work through a sort of AI process. And they still, Artblocks is still huge, has um, curated drops every week that tend to sell out or sell for crazy amounts of money. Um, and Justin told me that his goal with Quantum Art is sort of to create a similar platform, but for photography as opposed to for generative art. They are doing weekly drops every Thursday. Um, and Justin and this really talented photographer, Chris Graves, they curate the drops together and down the line, other photographers will be involved in the curation process and eventually the community will also curate some of the drops. Um, this is a great quote from Justin in the NFT jungle. We are the watering hole for photography. Check out that article on the site if you want to learn more about the world of NFT photography um, and quantum art specifically because they're doing really great work. Gaming. Finally, hopping into the world of gaming, Fortnite Chapter 3 Season 1 has begun. So now that Chapter 2 Season 8 has come to a close, the biggest battle royale game in the world is charting into new waters with Chapter 3, which begins with Season 1. Um, there's a cool collection of new features to bask in this time around, and they added some fresh mechanics to the online shooter. Players now have the ability to slide across the battlefield in order to avoid enemy gunfire and utilize a swinging mechanic that lets them glide through the air like Spider-Man, which sounds sick as hell. Maybe I gotta start playing Fortnite again. 
Um, speaking of good old Spidey, Marvel's Wall Crawler is now also in Fortnite and can be obtained through the game's Battle Pass. Fortnite's main locales will look a bit different now and even include Spider-Man's very own Daily Bugle. Finally, there's also a new gameplay feature called Camps, which are these special spots across the map that let you and your teammates store items for later use and even heal after taking extensive damage. I feel like a game like Fortnite has to keep innovating and changing the game every season to stay as relevant as it has managed to do for so many years at this point. And that is all we've got for today's episode. Thank you for listening in. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on our social media platforms. We'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. <laughs>